Into sports. 20 yards out. Urs shoot. Don't oh, oh, what a goal for Fabinho! Wow! And get into the all-new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologises to me, I probably will say hello to him. Yeah, no. Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Fabregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do we get a slap? Plus exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The OTB Podcast Network. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Fake crowd noise. The Emirates never sounded so good. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie Welcome back. It is Thursday night's Off The Ball. Europa League action in full swing. 11 minutes to go at the Maximir Stadium in Zagreb. It's Dinamo Zagreb 1, Tottenham 0 on the night. 2-1 to Spurs on aggregate. Uh, that Osrich goal has really put the cat amongst the pigeons and made Spurs really, really nervy. They need a goal, an away goal to put this tie to bed. Uh, as I mentioned, leading just 2-1 on aggregate. Another for Dinamo would force this uh, to extra time. And things all the more um, intricate in this one and all the more, I guess, interesting because uh, Zagreb had their coach jailed earlier this week so uh, currently managed this but uh, putting Spurs uh, to the pin of their collar tonight Olympiacos still leading by a goal to nil away to Arsenal as well 3-2 to the Gunners on aggregate uh, Rangers and Manchester United both in action from 8 o'clock but it is Thursday night it is half past 7 it is time uh, to I guess check in with the one and only John Giles John good evening to you evening Richie how are you getting on John I wanted to uh, to start off with this uh, managerial sackings have kind of been thin on the ground in the Premier League this year but I guess the sacking of Chris Wilder this uh, past week took a lot of people by surprise not least because he's so intrinsically linked with the club he goes back to his playing days there of course he's been with the club for the last five years led them to the brink of European football last year Uh, but here we are we're in the business end of the season Sheffield United at the bottom of the table nine games to go and then they decide to pull the trigger Uh, what did you make of the decision? Yeah, I don't think it was a surprise, Richie. I think it was it was coming for a while. Uh, I think they have one of the new owners there, Prince Abdullah, and uh, it was definitely in the papers. Chris Wilder wasn't getting on very well with him, uh, so uh, it, it, it's it's. I think it's outrageous. I think Chris Wilder has done a fantastic job there. I think it's only four or five years ago at the most uh, where, where he became manager. Uh, of Sheffield United and uh, I think they were in the th- what was the all tour division yeah. and uh, got them up in uh, hardly spent any money at all really Richie and got them into I think it was ninth place last year and as you say they were looking at a place in Europe uh, for a while and, uh, and then you get to this season and from what I can gather reading the papers I think he wanted certain players to uh, improve the, the, the squad didn't get them. Actually, two of the players that were mentioned were Martin, Matty Cash and Oliver uh, Watkins. Both of them went to Villa and have been very, very, very good players for them. Now, they do get two, two players in, uh, which was Ryan Brewster and Oliver Bourke. But I wouldn't be so sure that they were his players. So they didn't, didn't really strengthen the squad, uh, Richie. And now you get to this stage where they have had a bad time and, and, he's, and he's been sacked. It always intrigues me when the perspective and the expectations, I guess, of a club, and I'm talking about like the hierarchy above the manager, mm. change with a taste of Premier League football 
there was, you know, as well as they played and Zagreb have just equalised, by the way, and they look like they're going to force this to extra time. Dinamo Zagreb 2, uh, Tottenham nil on the night 2-2 uh, on Agri and Spurs capitulating here big style. Uh, but yeah, John, as I mentioned, it changed the outlook of the club once you get a taste of Premier League football and they got a taste of the top half of the table mm. last season on the verge of European football. Things aren't going their way and suddenly they feel like, I don't know, is the manager the right guy there? But this is the guy who, you know, obviously guided them up through League One, the Championship and into the Premier League and the top half of the Premier League. What makes them think that changing the manager now is going to impact on them getting up next season? Well, it's it's very difficult to know, Richie, but my experience of it that anybody that takes over a football club or is chairman of a football club, now owners of a football club, they expect to be up with Manchester United. There's a huge expectancy in it, uh, you know, for, from this Prince Abdullah to be expecting uh, sort of miracles. Miracles are expected, and if you're not doing it, then... It's not good enough. This is a great club and we should be doing better than we're doing. And that's, that, and that's the way it is. There was a famous one a few years ago with uh, Charlton Athletic. Do you, do you remember a lad yeah, called Alan yeah. Corbisley? Anyway, Alan Corbisley was, was a very good player and he was manager at Charlton when they were then in the first division, which was then the Premier, now the Premier League. And he was there a few years, but he was finishing 10th, 11th, 12th. Do you know what I mean, Richie? Respectable. respectable very finishes. respectable. Yeah. Very respectable what they were. But the chairman, it wasn't good enough for the chairman. The chairman was in the paper uh, the, the year, uh, one of the years, and he said, uh, you know, this is a top club, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm bored finishing in 10, 11, and 12 every year. He said, and so they sacked Alan Corbisley straight down into the third division, Richie. And have, been, and have been out of the first division, or what's now the Premier League, ever since. Yeah. So, in other words, what, what Corbusley was doing was a miracle job, keeping them in 10, 11, or 12th, right? But it wasn't good enough. And it's the same, with, same in, this, in this situation. Now, they're talking about at Sheffield United to see that they're going to bring in, or talking about bringing in a director of football. Now, this is what the owner wants. If he gets a director of football in, it's his director of football. So, any... any buying and selling of the club goes through him rather than the manager. And I think in Chris Wilder's case, Wilder's case I mean, what he's done, Richard, he's performed a miracle. Mm. And, and compare that now with, uh, and I'm going to compare them now, with Norwich. You know, Norwich last year were relegated, as we know, and they decided that they weren't going to spend any money. They got into the, into the premiership with Daniel Ferk, the manager, and they were relegated in the first season. And they, they didn't spend much money. And Delia Smith, who's one of the owners there, uh, we, we, instead of sacking, they kept him on. Because that was their policy. We're not going to spend a lot of money. We'll take the parachute money when we go out and we'll start again next year. So they didn't blame him for being relegated. And as we know at Norwich now, they're 10 points clear in the championship. The championship. Odds on to go back up again. Now, that, I can understand that, you know, because they didn't spend any money. They went down, didn't blame him. He's done a really good job, and he's brought them back up again. Whereas with Sheffield United, Wilders performed miracles getting them up last year. They've had a bad year this year. So instead of staying with him and supporting him, uh, having proven to be what he was and, and a very, very good manager, he's out. They're talking about a director of football, and what they want the director of football in this case is to, to be able to dictate... The, buy, the, the comings and goings. 
Richie. There was almost an element of this that brings to mind as well what Mick McCarthy went through at one stage with uh, with Sunderland because he you know saw Sunderland mm. struggling in the Premier League. They went mm. down. They decided, you know, listen, he's clearly the best person equipped and he has proved that to mm. get us out of the championship. We'll stick with him. We'll come back again and go from there. That's what, as you said, Norwich have done with Daniel Farca, and it yeah. seems like it would have been the most sensible option for Sheffield United to go along similar lines, but they've Definitely. clearly opted to do differently. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's outrageous uh, because what they've did, the, the, the Abdullah, Prince Abdullah, I'll get somebody else, and the director of football, see, they all want to be in control of the buying and selling, Richie. Yeah. Uh, I think they, that they were at Sheffield United because uh, I think he spent about 40 million, uh, Chris Wilder, but it wasn't on, and, and the players that he needed, cost more than that yeah. but he couldn't get them even looking in through the, the players that they brought in last summer as you mentioned Ryan Brewster who mm. hasn't exactly he's still a young player he's obviously involved in the England under 21 squad today uh, but hasn't really uh, hit the ground in terms of goals uh, Ollie Burke similarly has been somebody who's flattered to deceive in recent years including a spell over in Germany mm. uh, Ismail Koulibaly and Jaden Bogle like Bogle settled in okay from what I remember but everybody else is, is you can kind of uh, almost forget about them but yeah it'll be interesting to see how they manage to recoup next summer and yeah. indeed into yeah, next what, what season could have happened? What, 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 could, what could have happened at the start of the season say like Chris you've done a good job now what do you want to do next who do you want you know because I see they see they're not, they're not paying much money I think the highest earner there is, is 50 grand which is which is a lot of money but that's why the, the two lads went to Villa they, they'd get a better deal yeah. so his hands are tired in that particular way because the, the, uh, the, the Prince would be saying well you, you finished in ninth place I think we should have done better than that next year and I hope we do better next year without giving them the resources and of course, when he's when he's not doing and the team's not doing well, uh, instead of saying, "Well, okay, yeah, we understand that you had a difficult job, we'll keep on and we'll go again next year," no, he's sacked. He's blamed for for them being in the position that they're in. He hasn't given, been given the credit for taking them to where they were, and it it, it, it happens in football. But you go back to to, to Mick McCarthy, yeah. and Mick McCarthy was at Ipswich for a few years, as you know, uh, Richie, and uh, the the crowd didn't like him. He wasn't getting on because he was only mid-table. And they get rid of him. Yeah, what happens? Down to Relegated. League One. Yeah. Uh, guided them to the, the, the playoffs, to the edge of the playoffs one year and just didn't succeed. They weren't fans of the football. In terms of Sheffield United, to play devil's advocate, John, did the, did the owners not have uh, a right to question how Wilder managed to get a tune out of that side last year and hasn't been able to, to replicate it this year? Well, he could, he could ask him, but it wouldn't be the first time it's happened, uh, Richie. You know what I mean? Like second, they call it the second season syndrome, yeah. uh, where things couldn't go. I mean, I, the only reason I mentioned Norwich when mentioned Norwich is because that's what they did. You know, only they went down in the first season, but they stuck on to him, and they're going to go up again. I think in, in Wilder's case, he could have said, you know, you've had a bad season. What do you want to do? You've done well for us. Get, we'll, we'll, we'll back you with a couple of players this year, and no reason why you can't go up again and do what Norwich did. <laughs> John, we'll touch on Tottenham after the break because things aren't going so well for them in Europe at the moment. Uh, it follows on from a North London derby defeat at the weekend. And of course, football and off the ball is with thanks to Paddy Power. For more information on responsible gambling, visit gamblingcare.ie. More from John after these. Football on off the ball with Paddy Power. Fake crowd noise. The Emirates never sounded so good. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie. 
Yeah, welcome back. It's Richie here with you in studio. John Giles uh, is on the line, as always, of a Thursday night. John, I'm not sure if you are aware or were aware of this. Uh, you managed to go viral without ever doing anything uh, last Sunday uh, in the wake of Eric Lamella's Rabona goal against Arsenal in the North London Derby. Uh, there was a clip re-emerged of yourself <laughs> pulling the same stroke against Southampton back in 1972 uh, while playing for Leeds. We're seeing it here uh, on screen at the moment, Oi. here in studio and online. Yeah. Uh, but we're hearing... And the uh, tones of Barry Davis uh, yeah. a- a reacting with surprise and, and I guess at the impunity of the move itself. What do you remember of that one in 72? I remember it well, uh, Richie. It was, it was, uh, we, we were giving Southampton a hiding on the day. I think we finished up 7-0, 7-1. Mm. And to be quite honest, it was, it was a little bit of boredom. Uh, you know, I said to Don, I think we were winning 5 or 6-0 at that stage. And to be quite honest, I wanted to come off. You know, I thought the match was over. And he said, no, no, stay on. So, we decided to do a few tricks, <laughs> and that was. Well, funny enough, the, the, what's it called now? A Rabona. Uh, Rabona. Yeah. Well, I, I, when I was living in Norman Square with the bouncer, I was practicing doing that when I was about eleven or twelve. What was it called then? Did, or did <laughs> Nothing, it have just a, a flick or something? That, that's. But I never. I never. I, I just did it because it was something to do, playing with the ball, uh, a, a bouncer, and. Uh, just different tricks on it, but I, I did. But that was the first, I think, probably the second time against Southampton that I actually did it in a match. It was it was tri- it was tricky, but it was uh, you know it was just one of those days. We're doing a bit of exhibition stuff. Yeah. I never scored a goal. I never tried to score a goal. I never tried to do it uh, when a simple pass was on in nearly all the matches I played in, Richie. Do you yeah. know what I mean? When things are close, I, I didn't it's believe difference. in that. In yeah. other words, it's never too simple playing football, but it was just that it was the day that was in it. We were doing exhibition stuff. We were I think, winning 6-0, maybe 7-0 at that particular time. Uh, but I did it when I was a kid. Uh, what did you make of, of Lamellas on Sunday? Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I know, as I said, I never scored a goal doing it. I tried to score a goal doing it. But what uh, Lamella did was brilliant. Now, it's a pity that he doesn't have the temperament to make the best of the ability that he obviously has. I'm talking about Lamella now. Yeah. He's the most undisciplined, one of the most undisciplined players I've ever seen. And what was never mentioned, or very certain was mentioned after the match, he was sent off, Richie, yeah. don't forget, in the that, game. That, that, that's the, 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 I guess, the, the most Spursy element, I think we call it on Monday, about this all, is that, you know, the, one of the best goals we'll see this year yeah. ultimately counted for nothing. And the guy who scored it got sent off as Spurs yeah. capitulated to a, to a pretty decent Arsenal side, it must be said. Arsenal were very good, uh, Richie. I, I, I tip, uh, for what it's worth, I tip Spurs before the game. Mm. I thought Spurs were coming on. Uh, you know, because they had uh, Son and uh, and uh, Gareth Bale coming into the team and Kane, I thought they were as good as strikers as you get, maybe the best yeah. of them playing well. And now, next thing, Bale is, is 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 substituted. I know Son got injured. Son got injured, and Harry. But but uh, Arsenal totally outplayed him. Arsenal were very good, and and I know that we've had, you had the Obama Yang situation. Uh, I tell you, which was a, a brave move to make. Uh, to leave him out and still went on to win the game. So I think Arsenal will, will be coming on. Yeah. On on, on the uh, Aubameyang front, yeah. he was left on the bench for the game after yes. being and reporting late for the match. He was doing pictures of him in yes. sports car late in traffic and all that kind of stuff. Would you have dropped him from the squad entirely in that situation if you were Mikel Arteta or was he right to just leave him on the bench? Well, in my opinion, I, I would have left him out altogether <laughs> uh, because he's, he's, he's not going to be useful to you in a bad mood 
uh, sitting around the place. You know, but I, I, I admired Arteta for, for, I actually didn't bring him on, which was a big thing. Mm. But I, I admired what he did. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think from what we can gather or ring it in the papers, it wasn't the first time that he's been late. Yeah. Now, you can't afford to have that, Richie, in a well-run club. You know, because you've got, you've got a squad of about 16, 17 players. And if one person is late, it's holding everybody up. Yeah. And, like, when you're a professional footballer, I mean, it's not as if you're, you're in a job and you have to get away. and you, Like, that's your living. That's your job. And it's, it's hugely important to be on time, to be respectful to your, to your, your teammates and the habit, and respectful to the club and your manager. So apparently it wasn't the first time, so I think Arteta did the right thing in, in doing what he did. You can't have one rule for one and rule for others. You just can't do it in a club. Well, you can, but you're not going to be successful. Yeah, I know they uh, they, they went down tonight to, to men to Olympiacos, but there does seem to be a bit of renewed steel about this. Arsenal side, the likes of Smith-Rove stepped up. Odegaard looks like a good loan signing from Real Madrid. They've got a bit of class about them. They've got a bit of uh, stronger mentality about them that they haven't had in recent years. Things ticking in the right direction from an Arsenal perspective. I, I think so, and that, 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 that all, that's all part of it. You know, the manager does take time to to, to get in and, and do what you need to do. Uh, but I, I must be honest, before the match, I fancied Spurs. Hmm. I thought they were coming on uh, with with the players that they had, but Arsenal were excellent. I mean, the, from from the word go. Uh, I mean, even even uh, you know, Mourinho said it afterwards. And, and he's usually having to moan about something. But he said it afterwards that uh, first half particularly, they never never showed up. Never showed up. And he, but to be fair, he took the blame himself. I'm the manager. I'm responsible for it. But Arsenal played really, really well. And I think he's turned the corner there. You know, with the players they have, that young uh, Smith Rowe has come into the team. You mentioned a couple of players there. And, and he, you know, he got, he got rid of Ozil. Gwendozi, he, he, he got he chucked out for, for not doing doing his stuff so I think he's putting his stamp on the club and on the team there yeah. Richie definitely somebody who's uh, put a stamp on their team pretty quickly and this is uh, will be kind of stuff for time I guess this one because he has done a great job so far as Thomas Tuchel uh, at Chelsea uh, no, uh, held to a draw there at Leeds at the weekend but generally speaking when you see them progressing in Europe this week getting through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League they suddenly look like a side who if you mention them in terms of winning the Champions League doesn't seem that outlandish no He's not giving any goals away, uh, Richie. And, and and what's amazing, really, with the with the players that they bought, uh, Werner in particular, you think he'd be scoring goals, and it hasn't happened. But I mean, I think as a, as a manager, uh, you get to def- well, you can get. I think you can get the defence right before you can get the goal scoring going because you you can teach people how to defend. You can't teach them how to score goals. But he's a peculiar individual, there's no doubt. But it was it, from Paris Saint Germain were in that. Uh, you know, the Champions League last year, they were yeah. in, the, in the final, weren't they, I think, Richard? Yeah, they got to the final, beaten by yeah. Bayern Munich there. Yeah. And I thought he'd made huge improvements on that team. You know, he's not, he's not orthodox in the way that he manages it because uh, he, 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 you could see he left the young, young lad out a couple of weeks ago and sub and then subbed him again. So I think he's going to be the type of manager that's not going to be pally-wally with the players at all. And that's fine as long as he's fair with what he's doing and they buy into what he wants to do. And that seems to be the case. So you could look for, I think you could look for Chelsea 
getting better and better. Yeah, especially if he manages to get those strikers scoring yeah. and humming because you do have Timo Werner is cap- capable of scoring goals. Kai Harvard's capable of creating, capable of scoring. Uh, you know, that's not right off the likes of Olivier Giroud who's proved himself to be a fine Premier League striker yeah. over the course of the last four or five years. So if he does manage to st- get them humming, yeah. they are a team that could do real damage in the next two, three years. Definitely. Uh, definitely. I, I think if he, if he gets it anywhere near even if he, he's, they're going to be a huge danger in the Champions League. Yeah. alone because the, the big thing is if you're not conceding goals uh, Richie as we know you don't need to score many to get to be winning matches and uh, you know if they get these lads now get their confidence these strikers Werner and, and the world couple of mentioned that couple you mentioned there yeah. Richie they could be really really dangerous by the end of the season yeah, Manchester City through as well this week. It's uh, been a kind of um, almost a fairly run-of-the-mill week in terms of uh, European action for the English sides, but Spurs making uh, life difficult for themselves. Uh, John, we'll let you go back to practicing the Rabona there in the kitchen and see if you can still pull it off. I'm sure you I'll, still I'll can. Go out, I'll go out to the garden, Richie. <laughs> get, a, get a decent weighted ball and you'll be grand, John. Yeah, uh, John I'll be, Giles, I'll be, I'll be fine. Yeah. thanks so much for joining us as always. Okay, Richie, thanks again. There All you right. go. There's John. More from John uh, next Thursday at half past seven. Should mention uh, they're into extra time at the Maximir Stadium it's Dinamo Zagreb 2 uh, Tottenham nil on the night Islav Orsic uh, with both of those goals for Dinamo tonight uh, dragging Spurs extra time as I alluded to there a moment ago uh, Arsenal losing on the night 1-0 to 10-man Olympiacos at the Emirates but 3-2 Arsenal progress on aggregate more football after 9 o'clock with Kevin Kilbam and Stewie Byrne looking at the Ireland squad named by Stephen Kenny today and also at the new League of Ireland season uh, plus after 8 o'clock we'll look back in the day's action at Cheltenham another day to remember for the wonderful Rachel Blackmore and also we'll speak to Gavin Cromwell trainer of the big winner of the day in the stairs hurdle flooring Porter but next we're talking rugby with Brian O'Driscoll Football on Off the Ball with Paddy Power fake crowd noise the Emirates never sounded so good gamble responsibly gamblingcare.ie The OTB Podcast Network <laughs> 